What's up, everybody? You now tune in to the Hey Now podcast. Hey now. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Hey Now podcast. On this episode, we got a chance to sit down with my guy Heck from We Run Uptown. It was a great conversation. We got a chance to learn about his journey, as well as understand what motivated him to get into running, as well as start up We Run Uptown. So enough of me. Sit back and relax. It's the Hey Now podcast featuring my man Heck. We Run Uptown. Hey now. It's the Hey Now Podcast. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can I hear you loud and clear, man. It's the Hey Now Podcast, man. Conversations and journeys. It's, it's been a while. I got my boy Beloved here. He's going to hit us with some rants, but it's going to be afterwards. It's going to be a different part. Uh, my guy Gabe came through. He's going to be helping us out. Jay's always here. And, you know, we got our guest, man. My guy Hector from We Run Uptown, man. We're going to get into some... We're going to get to talking, man. We're going to find out how my guy got into running, man. You know what inspired him, yo. And also, um, the good thing he's doing for the community. So, yeah, man. We're going to get into it. So, beloved? Um, uh, you know, it's been a while. Uh, just to give everybody an update, currently on the road with uh, Bridging the Gap. We're pushing our gospel record. Breaking rules, like my man Ye. I'm not canceling him. I, I don't care what nobody say. Um, but I'm tired uh, dealing with musicians behind the scenes. It's the Eagles, right? Traveling domestic and abroad. I love everybody I work with, but it's a it's a huge undertaking. You're so dealing with different personalities. Different personalities, you know, dealing with a whole lot. So I'm glad to be home. Um, to activate tonight, you, we go back on the road Saturday. We're in Maryland. Um, but, yeah, you know, still dealing with the transition of uh, real-life entrepreneurship, figuring that out, going through my ups and downs, but nonetheless um, thankful and uh, feeling optimistic. So... Now to our guest, man. How, how, how we doing today, brother? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. No, nah, man. Well, so, thank you uh, for coming. Yeah, I worked on a project uh, this summer, and uh, I had to get uh, Hector and his crew for uh, for the event. So I got a chance to meet him, man. Found out, you know, got... I always heard about We Run Uptown because I'm from Uptown, but I never knew exactly, like, who did it, you know, what was it about, you know. Uh, so I got a chance, you know. To really, you know, have a conversation with him, you know, learn about, you know, him and his crew, man. Um, so it's a pleasure, you know, to have you here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Taking time out, your busy schedule, uh, to chop it up with us. So, man, y'all, let's get into it, right into it, man. So, hey, where you from? Um, I'm from the Heights, born and raised. Uh, I grew up on 168th Street, between Audubon and Amsterdam. Oh, so medical I'm, center. Yeah, yeah, so I'm very, a very local. Uh, went to, like, went to school PSA, went to IS-90. Um, but yeah, 
from uptown. So coming up, was you always into sports? Nah, I didn't play. I didn't play sports. I was uh, like I tried, you know. Like most of my peer group played uh, basketball, like at YBL or uh, what's it called, uh, FYI, a PS128. You brought two cans of food and twenty dollars. Uh, IS90. You know, I watched sports for a really long time in my life, probably to like high school. Um, so I tried everything. I tried baseball. I used to play here in the league at, at, uh, at Highbridge. And I wasn't good, bro. I sucked at sports. I was not good. And my parents would spend all this money on, on baseball, and I would come, like, roll in the dirt and go home and be like, yo, 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 muchísimo. And, like, it would be lit. I played. Look, I, look what I did. And one year, my mom pulled up, and they came. Like, my parents worked, you know? Like, both of them worked. Hard of working. A lot, a lot of working, yeah. you know? Uh, they, they did an amazing job. Like, mm -hmm. they provided... The, everything that we stability needed. yep so like so most of the like that was me like a, like a babysitter i was like child care like you here all day i'm gonna come back and you're gonna get picked up you know mm -hmm. and i wouldn't even be at I, I would be playing in the jungle gym or like like doing shit i wasn't supposed to be doing because i wasn't good um and then they caught me they came to watch a game to surprise me and i got home and i was like yo look i played it i know you did it we watched every single game um Basketball was trash. I wasn't good at basketball. I really wanted to play because all my friends played, but I wasn't athletic. I would spend money. And I would just do it because I wanted to be with my friends. All my friends were playing, so I wanted to pull up to 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 IS90 and play. And you know, even you though I was trash, I wanted yeah, like you, you know, like your friends, of course. I wanted to be. Well, I wanted to do what all my friends were doing. Everybody was playing ball. I wanted to play ball. I was bad, but I, you know, I learned the fundamentals. I like, I, I got to 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 learn the fundamentals of a sport. You know. Like, even though I knew I wasn't going to the A. Like, you're still going <laughs> for A. Well, you get what I'm saying, you know? I but you I was trash. So when I got to high school, I, that was when I was like, yo, I'm done with this shit. Like, I'm not good at sports. I don't want to play basketball. I don't want to play baseball. I'm not going anywhere. And I just, like, got into, like, clothing. Got into, like, sneakers and, like... like. So that's what, So that was... So once you get to high school, you started getting this passion for for fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and cool. and and now you know, I'm, I wasn't like you know spending all this money. You know, I was you know I, I was, was a kid. kid. You 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 paid you paid attention. You were in yeah, tune yeah, yeah. with what was going on. I, I went to school in the LES, so oh. I was no oh. longer in the Heights. Everybody uptown was rocking trues, and I was doing the same thing. I was rocking trues and and pals and and biggies and all this shit. But then I went down school. I went to school on Delancey Street. And then it's like, it yo, I was like, yo, what's all this Supreme shit? And like, Stussy. Dave Quality a Meats. DQM, A-Life, yeah. uh, um, a New York thing. Like, all these brands. I'm like, yo, what, what, is, what are all these dudes wearing? And like, why do I stand out? You know? So then I started, like, I remember the first time I cut school was to go cop a pair of Asics Jelly 3s at a... I, a life, the ones with the little eyes on he the side. He said, A life. Yeah, you yeah, know, was I was crazy. camping out for kicks. I went to Supreme for the first time to Stussy, and it was like, all right, cool. Oh, so it was different. I was like, oh, cool. I can, I see the dudes that play sports. That's not me. I need to like reinvent my not reinvent myself, but I need to forget. You evolved. About it. I stopped watching sports. Like I don't know anything that's going on. MLB, NBA. I don't watch any sports. Everybody makes fun of me. Like my dad, my boys tell me like. Oh, wait, until this day? Until this day. Like, I'll sit here and watch the finals with you, and I know what's going on. And I'll well, watch you won't sit here like a season like... I don't care. I'm not going to run home for a game. Nah, it's not important. That's not important enough. If I'm at the bar, like, I don't know who got drafted where. My boys are like, yo, your kids are going to need a real male robot. Because <laughs> <laughs> who's going to... Your kids are going to come talk to you about the game, and you're going to be like... <laughs> I know what I know what's on hype beast right now. You know, like I know when when this new Supreme drop is happening. But yeah, man. No, no, I'm never like I'm not really athletic at all. No, but I, I'm sorry to cut you off, Jones. I know you're about to probably say a rap, but I think that's kind of dope because it's like 
you was exposed to something else because that was kind of the same thing with me. I went to, I was from the Heights, but I went to high school in Harlem. So, you know, people in Harlem dress different from the people in the Heights. Yeah. So I got to see that and I kind of got to, like, figure it out on my own. So that's kind of dope you said that. So interesting, your actually. high school years, um, oh, what years were these? This was like, I graduated high school and I want to say... This is like in 09, I graduated high school. Not 09, I can't be 09. 05, I graduated high school. Oh, so from 01. No, 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 no. wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm bad with numbers. I'm 28 right now. It's 2019. I want to oh, say like 09. Yeah, it was 09. So from 05 to 09, that Soho era, that was a very galvanizing time with the whole SB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Era and a lot of the street where actually some dude from so one of the one of my peers from junior from elementary school mm-hmm. named Anthony from one seven first, like he put me on to like in freshman year we were doing laundry together, and I was just starting to get into kicks and he was like yo he played ball like those one of the guys that played ball right. growing up, um and he was like yo let's I'll take you shopping and I, went, I remember going with him to buy like my first pair of SBs, mm. you know. Mm. A dude from the Heights that was also going to school in the LES. In the LES. The reason why I asked, because around that time, I was living in Boston. But I used to take the bus, the Chinese bus, for like $12. And I would come up to Soho, cop whatever I yeah. you know needed to cop. Maybe stay a day or two with friends or family. Or just cop and just come right back. And when I went back to Boston... Yo, what are you wearing? Where'd you get those? I'm like, nigga, not here. My mom was confused. My mom would be like, yo, why you, know? you bring it like... Why, the, why is there a size 13 shoe here? Like, whose kicks are these? <laughs> why are these kicks smoked and you repainting them? You know, at that point, like, like the Bronx was really popping at that point. Like, everybody, like, I was, that's, I, I started going to the Bronx there. Too. I started meet, finding out new parts of the city. Because you're doing sneaker trades and you're going here and you're going there. Like, I caught myself in sketchy-ass situations in the Bronx. Like, damn, I should have been <laughs> trading my shoe by myself with this dude on, on 167 on the 4 train. Like, what am I oh, doing? Yeah, yeah. Don't know. Right, Jay? Jay, that's a little deli right there. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like, or being like, or, or being like on the 3 train, on the on the 2 line. Like, confused on the 2 line or being on, like, anywhere in the Bronx. So you were trading to, yeah. So I learned the you city. was on Nike Talk? Nike at, Talk, yeah. uh, ISS. I had small feet. I was a six and a half. So FSF, female sneaker forum. Like, what I couldn't catch on the... getting the kicks for the low for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you know, a minute. The chick sneakers. Yeah. I was six and a half, so I could get a pair. Any Jordans I wanted in a six and a half. Mm. That was me too. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel you on that. Yeah, but yeah, man. That was it. Like, I'm. that's my dad's biggest disappointment that I don't want to sit with him and like... Let's go to Yankee game. I'll pull up. Like, my job gives away Yankee tickets all the time for $2. Good seats. I just buy them just to give them shits away. I don't want to go. I'm done going. One game a year, I'm good. Mm. All right. So, interesting perspective. No, nah, yeah, it is, man. I thought you were saying when you didn't watch sports, you know, that was back then. But now, but that's even more. All right. So do you watch any, like, runners? Not, not really. Like, I don't even, like, track and field is a big thing for us, for the runners. Like, Kipchoge just... He went sub two. He's the first person in the world to ever go under two hours. Okay, educate the people. Sub two. Oh, so Elliot Kipchoge is the goat. When it like the goat of what? Of everything. Of, of sports. Of sports. You think Jordan because he got all these rings and and like LeBron and Kobe and and think about like Pele and all and all these big players uh, from different sports, but none of them have done things that are unhumanly possible. 
Elliot Kipchoge went out and he tried to do go sub two two years ago. Uh, sub two is a uh, sub two hour marathon. He tried to run 26 miles in under two hours. His his best time was like 2:03, uh, two hours and three minutes. He's running like five minute miles. That's like think about how fast you're the running. entire time. The entire time for 26 miles, uh, 26.2 miles. He tried to do it. He he missed by 26 seconds. So he ran two hours and 26 seconds. If he would have ran a second faster each mile, each mile he would have done it. But it was just humanly impossible. Yeah. He came back. He did it this year. He went one hour, 59 minutes, and like 46 seconds or something like that. I should know it, but I don't know it. But like stuff like that, I watch. Like that's something you have to watch. So, but let me ask you. But did you read that stuff where they were saying that uh, something with the Nike sneakers? Yeah, that they're saying like the Nike. But the thing is like. Do you think that plays a factor? That's, of course, the shoes that so I ran in a I ran the New York, the Chicago Marathon in a in a next percent. That's the Nike's fast shoe right now. That's that shoe's not even made for me. Like I'm a heel striker. The way I run, I run like a fat dude. I, I, it's the truth. It's like I my my running form is very different from the people that that shoe's made for. But I was forced to run on my four on the on my toes because like I was running like this because of the way the shoe has a carbon fiber plate in it. But it isn't, that's not something illegal, that's not cheating. The shoe is new technology. So as technology changes, it helps you, it helps the athlete. It's like LeBron shoes having more cushioning or, or like adding a, 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 a Zoom X thing to the, to the, to the, like, you know, like a, like a, like an airbag. Mm -hmm. Those things aren't cheating, but whatever. Hypebeats are saying it's cheating. They're going to get to the bottom of it. But the shoe definitely helped. You know, it helped me. I shaved 12 minutes off my marathon with the new shoe I ran. Oh, and, you okay. think, and you think it played? I need to get my shit together. It was. And you think it played a role? You know it played. It was. It was my training, but also the shoe, because the shoe, the shoe was forcing me to be a more efficient runner. You know, and the the the, the carbon fiber plate. What it does is when you press on the like, you lose energy. Think about you running up the block. You lose the energy you're putting into the shoe. With the carbon fiber plate, it it brings energy back into you. So it conserves some of the energy you're using so you get less tired and you're running more efficiently because it's forcing you to run to have a full like range of motion. It's really dope. It's really dope. But yeah, I'm, I'm, he's his brother educated. Yeah, he boy, that boy educated. High, high, high level talk. High level talk. <laughs> we watch that's something that you you need to watch that shit. You need to watch something like that. But I wouldn't sit there and watch like if you told me somebody else that's not as mainstream as Kipchoge, I'd be like, I don't know who that is. I don't know. Like, I can't sit here with you and talk about splits. I can't. You can't come like, oh, I ran a, a like a 62 second this. I'll be like, I right, cool, bro. Congrats. Like, you know. But that's not the kind of running that I'm into. I never ran in college. I never ran in high school. Like, I used to go to IS90 and uh, we had a detention. Uh, Mr. Fafana was the, the 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 detention teacher and the track coach. And like you got in trouble and you had to go to the armory with this dude and he would make you run laps. That shit wasn't fun, bro. You weren't running laps because we wanted to. You were running laps so you were in trouble, bro. But then there was other kids that were into track that were fast, you know? Like those kids care about like the Olympics. Like I, I I watch it now because I'm part of the sport and I wanna and and I like it, you know? But I wouldn't be able to like break things down for you. Gotcha, mm. gotcha. So it's interesting. So you say you didn't run in high school or college so um i wanted to save this question for kev um or you i could ask him that oh oh i was just mad confused right now which is oh yeah you could go ahead yeah so what got you into running uh boo um i 
I went through a breakup, whatever. Like, that's not the reason I started running, but I did go through a breakup and I gained a lot of weight after I was done Damn. with the breakup. And it was just like me eating, you know, and you get comfortable. I gained weight in the relationship. Um, but I, because of all the weight I gained, and not that it had to do with the breakup, it was just, you know, you're eating, you're doing all these things. How much weight you think you gained? Bro, I was, I was running an extra large, large, and I went to like a 3X and some stuff. Like, my jeans didn't fit. I was... I gained a lot of weight. Was, Yo, that, that was, was the biggest I've ever been in my life. That was super honest that you were willing to like share that. Most of us, especially men, when we go through heartbreak, we don't want to admit that something happened and maybe that could be the... Because yeah. I'm going to keep it funky. A breakup was the main reason why I even left Massachusetts yeah. and came here. It's the thing, bro. You, you but it took me dude. years to even verbally yeah. but it, express it that. It's, it's one of those things that happened. It's the truth, mm -hmm. you know? And that's what it was, bro. And I was just like, I gained all this weight, and I, I'm a clothes off, and I'm wearing sweats, and like, I'm, I'm already into clothes, so I have, like, all this shit that I've been collecting that I cannot wear. Like, like what the fuck am I going to do with, like, all these large T-shirts that I've been, like, grailing and trying to get for years, and these hoodies, and my jackets don't fit. I was in sweats, you know? So it was one of those things, and... Uh, my sister was like, yo, you got to stop feeling bad for yourself, bro. And my sister, her friends, we said, whatever, I started working out with them. They were working out. And, like, I did PRX. I lost 15 pounds with those people. And I was like, all right, cool. I want to start doing my own thing. Like, I, I got a vision of what I want to do. And I did a lot of begging on social media. Because I gained all this weight. I wanted to lose the weight. And I knew how I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it by running because I still wanted to eat my the, the foods I like. But I wanted to lose weight. Mm -hmm. The best way to lose weight is cardio. Um, so I would go on social media and I would, we would meet every day on 165th in front of Wendy's. And for, and so when you say we? Me. Like, well, it was just me. Me and my, me and my sister ran for a while and then uh -huh. my sister started going to, she went to school in my hand in college. Okay. And like, that was, she was a first time college student. She didn't have time to chill with me. She didn't mm -hmm. have time to run. She was, she was focused on her, her school. Mm -hmm. On her studies. So now I was by myself mm -hmm. with nobody. So I had to like gather my friends. So mm -hmm. I would go, I would go stand on the corner of 165th and Broadway and I would use social media. I think Instagram wasn't doing video at the time, so it was Facebook. Mm -hmm. I would go on Facebook, and I would put a screenshot of the, the notes. Like, meet me at 165th. We're going to run a one-mile run, two-mile run, three-mile run. Um, it, it didn't go past three miles. We're going to do a bridge run. We're going to run to the bridge, whatever. I'm sorry. And uh, the nobody would show up, bro. It mm -hmm. would just be me. And then I would make a video going back home by myself because I didn't want to run. Like, I didn't want to... I was scared for people in the hood to make fun of me. Like, like uptown, at that point, when I was running, it was like, why is this... Fat? Like, why the fuck are you running? You're huge. Like, that's what people are going to be thinking. Like, mm -hmm. that, like we want to see our people do bad. I don't mm -hmm. know why. Mm -hmm. Like, you'll go to the gym and see someone, like, busting their ass on a treadmill, and you're like... Oh, like, you'll hear people, like, trolling him and clowning mm -hmm. him. Like, like... If he doesn't, if he's a McDonald's eating a Big Mac, you making fun of him. Now he's, he's trying, trying to figure it, it out. And you still making fun of him, yeah. Because yeah. he don't look like you. So that's what my mind was. I was, I was really embarrassed of my weight, mm -hmm. and I was just the people, my friends in the hood were gonna. I didn't want to be clowned on, and, mm -hmm. and like you can't talk about mental health to hood people. No. Like I feel like just, now they're just gonna tell you toughen up. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, like oh, smoke a blunt, like bro, bro smoking a blunt isn't gonna fix you. Like, yeah, your issue, that's mm -hmm. not my issue. Like bro, I don't want, like I don't need weed, you know. Yeah. But you can't talk to this, to your friends about this, you know. Like I was still surrounded by all my friends that were from the same place we were from, the mm -hmm. and not that there's anything bad because that's what molded me. But yeah. I couldn't talk about it. 
So the running, the running was the vibe, you know? And people, I would troll them. I'd be like, yo, that's whack. Because of y'all, like, yo, y'all all on the block smoking, but nobody could come along with me. Y'all all want to go Oh, so party. you started holding people accountable. Yeah, I started trolling, and then people started, I feel like people started to feel bad, and it's like, damn. I started doing it on my own then. I'm like, all right, nobody going to come. I'm going to do this shit dolo. Mm-hmm. People started to pull up. Oh, a lot of people started to pull up. It first started, like, two, three people, four people. During that, t- that summer, it was Nike was doing the summer of fuel. I was reselling sneakers at the time, so I was on Twitter waiting for Nike to tweet stuff. Like, like you had to at that point you had to send them uh, like a code, a hashtag, and a size, and then they would hold them at Nike Town. Mm-hmm. But they were also the fuel band was out, mm-hmm. so they were also doing like you would enter if you gain five thousand fuel points today, you take a picture, you send it to Nike, and you get invited to an event. I did every single event. Mm-hmm. All those events that summer had to do with. Um, with fitness, mm-hmm. kick the can, dodgeball, mm-hmm. um, capture the flag. They took us to Jersey and had like a field, a huge field with like a, a, a fire truck that spit like paint. We were like uh, water guns filled with paint. We were like doing capture the flag, Call of mm-hmm. Duty. Mm-hmm. And they gave you kick, uh, gear and stuff. The last event for that summer was a trip to the Montauk Project with Nike. Uh, they they the people that won got flown out to Montauk Long Island and they had uh, training Olympic training for urban athletes. Mm-hmm. So all the same way that they they toned down some Olympic training and they gave it to people from New York that were running in the street. Okay, like similar to what I'm doing now. Yeah. And the only way to get in there was an invite. So it was influencers. I didn't even know what an influencer was at the time. Mm-hmm. So the invite to get I to... still don't know what the uh, <laughs> You had to either be an influencer or get in, get win a uh, uh, spot. And mm-hmm. I won my spot. Okay. I showed up to Nike Town and I busted my ass. And I was the fat dude there, like training. Like, like they, you had to... You showed up with zero fuel points and I had the highest... I don't remember what the number was, but while people were resting, I was like doing jumping jacks. I really wanted to go because that was the last event. And if I went to that one, I went to all of them. Okay. That day, I had only ran two miles. That trip was crazy. I have the coordinates tatted on my leg. Mm. That shit, that molded my running. But I want to know, what was motivating you to like to do all the events? You could, because you could have done two and been like... Free stuff. Like, I'm keeping it a buck. I was... Like, this was new to me. I was around, I wasn't in the hood, bro. Like, I wasn't chilling on the block. That's what I did in the summer. I, like, before participating in any of this stuff, I had only been to three places in the in, in the world. And I'll go back into that later, but I had only been to the Dominican Republic, the tri-state area, and Pennsylvania. I hadn't been on a vacation anywhere else. I didn't know parts of the city. I didn't know brands gave back to people. So I'm like, I've been spending all this money on this clothes and kicks and, and now Nike's giving away events and you show up and you get gear, you get like, you get sneakers, gear, you get to participate. I was like playing dodgeball at the Barclays Center. Like it was like once in a lifetime opportunities and it was, none of, nobody there had a hood mentality. I didn't have to keep my guard up. I showed up and like, like nobody, I, I, I nobody was thinking about beef. Everybody's just thinking about, yo, we, we got this dope ass event. With free food and like free kicks and free gear, and I, I, it was fun for me. I was like, yo, finally, like a, a, a breath of fresh air. I don't gotta be uptown going with that, like with the nonsense on the block, drinking a nutcracker, doing nothing. I'm like in Jersey while all my boys is on the block smoking weed. I'm in Jersey playing capture the flag with a bunch of other people from other hoods, like not even hoods, like other people. Just in different, different walks of life. Yeah. yeah, man. Like some of my closest friends don't even live in New York, bro. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like some of my closest friends live in other cities now. 
Mm. That was my motivation. I gotta get to all this stuff because, I, and I look dope on. For me, it's like it looks dope on the internet. Everybody's like, "Yo, what the fuck are you doing?" Like, "Oh, Hector, let's go to the let's chill on the block." Like, nah, I'm good, man. I'm about to go to Montauk with Nike. You know, I got flown out there. Um, How the, was it? It was cool. It was like that was uh, we got we flew on a on a, on a seaplane. We ran four miles from Nike Flatiron all the way to the to the pier. I've never ran four miles, so you already know I'm struggling. I'm all the way at the end. I show up, mad people clapping for us. We got on a seaplane and like wrap around the Statue of Liberty and go to Long Island, bro. And I'm on the seaplane. There's free beer, so I'm, you know me. I'm, I'm, I'm from the hood. I'm from uptown. I'm drinking beer. I still I smoke cigarettes at the time. I'm like I get we get off. I'm chain smoking, and every and like they're giving us drink tickets. We stayed at the Rushmire, so it's like a, a, a fancy hotel in Montauk, um, and I'm taking people's drink tickets. And everybody's like, yo, chill. I'm the youngest one there. I just turned 21. Mm-hmm. Everybody and everybody else is, is an actual runner. People have ran races. But it's still, like, cool people. Like, there was, like, re- like other people that, like, well, we were all into the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only, I'm the young one there. I'm the only one that doesn't have, like, an industry job. I work at the hospital. I was a housekeeper at the time. So I'm just there, like, yo, I'm a basket in this shit. Like, I'm taking, yo, let me get two shots of honey, and I'm taking them back, you know? You wake up in the morning, they knock on your door, you got a free pair of kicks. You're like, oh, dope. And they're like, yo, you got to run five miles in the woods. I've never mm. ran for, I've never trailed one, so I'm in the woods struggling, but I did it. Uh, a beach run, I've never ran in sand. We ran five miles in the beach, I did it. The last day, you had to pick between like nine miles and it was like, they cut it for me, they cut it short. It was like, I did like 11 miles. Everybody else did like a half marathon or something. Oh, okay. And I struggled, bro, but... That's why I got that shit tatted. Like that, when I came back that weekend, I'm like, yo, I'm bringing all this shit back uptown. This is what I'm bringing to my hood. Like this experience, I want my people to be a part of this. And to that point, I thought I created something new uptown, but it, it wasn't the case. This was going on for 10 years before me. And I heard you say Bridging the Gap earlier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The name of the movement is called Bridge the Gap, BTG. Like if you look at hashtag Bridge the Gap, you're gonna see a bunch of runners. Okay. Hashtag BTG is a bunch of runners. It's like, think of like uh, an exchange program for runners. So what we do in New York, they do, like my boy Corey does in London with Track Mafia. The uh, You know Pada, the clothing brand? Yeah. They have a, they call, they have a Pada running team in uh, in Amsterdam. Uh, in Berlin, they have a crew. In Toronto, they have a crew. In LA, they have a crew. New York has the most crews in the world. So like that's why like New York is the hub of this underground running stuff that we do. Mm-hmm. But it's huge. This is massive, bro. Like This is, it's dope. And I was like, this is crazy. I want my I want my squad to be a part of this. I want my squad to I want people from uptown to experience these doors. Like So you start off, people not supporting, you take your mission on your back, you start alone, you get invited to the uh Nike events. So give us some insight on the transition from after you leave the Nike events. How do we get to the massive movement that it is now? I met Josh. Josh is Joshua Mock. That's my partner. Um, when I met him, shit changed. Because it was like, he was working at Nike at the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I met him through a mutual friend who was also part of, like, the beginning, like, the inception of what Rue Crew is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, I was like, yo, I love, like, I, I fuck with you, you know? Like, mm-hmm. We didn't really even know each other, mm-hmm. but I just... I, I, you I liked his energy. I like I liked his energy. I liked the way... Like, he spoke with conviction, mm-hmm. and he liked what I was doing, and I was like, yo, like, we should revamp this. Like, I just have an idea. Mm-hmm. This, this doesn't have a name. We're just running. Mm-hmm. I was like, we should make this a thing, and I want your help. Mm-hmm. I want us to do this together. 
and we went to his tattoo artist and we got a bunch of logos done and we we called it we run up town like that we made it a thing and we had a we we, we did a play on the public enemy logo because we were the young kids so when i met josh like it was like all right cool now we can spread out more me and Josh, like, we, we took over the scene. It was two young kids. We would show up to Nike events and spray each other with Coronas like we were, at, like, at a club. Mm. And everybody's like, yo, who's these obnoxious young kids making all this noise? Like, we would start in mosh pits at these Nike events, these corporate events, because there was another young crew called Rasa Club. Mm-hmm. And, like, we would start massive mosh pits. And it's that's how culture, we, got, we made a name for ourselves. Yeah. And people started to, we started, we went to everybody's stuff. Like, if you were having a run on a third, like, my life was became running when me, when me and Josh linked. If you were running on a Thursday and your crew ran in Queens, we were in Queens to show y'all love. We went to mm-hmm. everybody's stuff so they could pull up to us. And once people knew mm. us and they were like, right, we could trust these Networking, dudes, yeah. We, we want, we, they, people started to show up uptown. Um, we ran outside for a while, bro. We ran in the... Sh- like, we, we ran... We didn't have a home. Mm-hmm. And once we got cool enough with everybody... Like, we used to run out of the, the terminal, the bus terminal. Mm-hmm. The cops used to kick us out. We used to, we used to, if we were, if it was too many of us on a corner, we would get pulled over. Uh, like, you know, they knew it from a previous, like, you mm-hmm. know, like, I'm not saying I was a, like, a gangster. I wasn't, like, a thug or anything, but I was a knucklehead, bro. Mm-hmm. I was, like, I was on the block doing shit I shouldn't have been doing. Mm-hmm. And that's where the cops knew it from. Mm-hmm. You know, that stopping for shit is yeah. Weird. We would get pulled over all the time. So now they see us in, in the same clothes because we didn't even feel comfortable running in running clothes. We were running in basketball shorts. We had hoodies on. Mm-hmm. Like, we we like we wanted to like we still knew that what we were doing was kind of corny for the hood. Yeah, I remember running up six two once, and we used to chill like we like I knew all these dudes. This is what we used to chill at, mm-hmm. and the dudes from six two be like, yo 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 yo, like it's like a bunch of dudes running a ski mask. They mm-hmm. don't know what the fuck was happening. Yeah, I was like, yo yo, we good, we good. It's me, it's me. We just running. We just yeah, running. but we in black hoodies, ski mask, and basketball. Yeah, so what they gonna think, you know? But like, um, but yeah, that was like that's when things started to shift. People started to come up. And we got more comfortable as as runners, you know. Um, so now, why Mondays? Huh? We used to run every day of the week. It didn't matter. It was whenever we had time. But when Josh got involved, it was like, yo, he Josh was working retail. He was working at Nike, and we were doing like we were recruiting everybody. Nike used to do NTC and and at six o'clock. We used to work, educate on that Nike acronym. Training club. Okay. Um, they used to do it on like uh, they used to do it on the the rooftop of Nike Town. Um. NTC was at 7 o'clock. We used to run late. We used to run like that. Because we, what we would do on Mondays, we would grab everybody from NTC because Josh was off on Monday. So Josh would get off before NTC. We would do the Nike training club. It was like a hit workout. And get everybody, yo, you live uptown, you live uptown, you live uptown, you live uptown, let's go uptown, let's go run. My car's parked up there. We could put it for, we could do back check. And we would come, get off on 175th, wait for some other people, and run at the terminal, on at the bus terminal. And throw everything in somebody's car. So we would start the run like at nine o'clock because it would take an hour to come from. It would take an hour to come from uh, from Nike Town. Right. Or uh, thirty minutes, whatever it was. It was cool. It was a. It was a. It was a thing. And Josh was also like, "Yo, I can't. I work retail. Like I can't just be running. Like me and you have different jobs. So that's what we zeroed in on Monday." Mm. Because he has to be on his feet all the time. He had to be. He doesn't. He, he doesn't work for the brand anymore. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it was. It was. It was like he just needed the time. He just needed the time to do everything. And Mondays work perfect. You start the week off fresh. Um, but yeah, we were running late. We were running really, really late. Some nights, ten o'clock, nine o'clock, and we just started moving it up as we as we moved to different locations. Dope. So, so okay. I wanted to ask you what. 
how is being run uptown different from the run clubs in New York City? Hi. Why everybody rocking with y'all? Uh, yeah. So when we, how do I put this? When Talk we shit. when Talk we fir- shit. when we first started, this didn't exist north of Central Park, like trailblazers. What we did uptown, nobody, nobody, and I say that shit with like with conviction, like nobody could say that they started running uptown. It was us. It was Rue Crew. It was me. It was Josh. We brought that that like that downtown running vibe uptown. You know, like we made it cool to run uptown. Um, like when we. When we first started, like I said before, man, we, we made a name for ourselves. We showed love. And then we stopped. We were like, yo, y'all not going to come uptown. We ain't coming to your stuff. And then we people felt the void. Like, yo, damn, these dudes is really not coming up. They're mm-hmm. not coming down. So we have, you have to, to be, You have to take a stand. Have to be Sometimes, yeah, re- reciprocal. Reciprocity. Um, you know? And that's what it was. Like, we, we, we held it down. And the way we did it, we got, like, this is not even a brag. Like, we, from uptown, we have culture. We have, we have like, that's a song, you know? People didn't have that downtown. And we young. We still the youngest crew leaders. Like, me and Josh are the youngest. Like I said, New York City has the most crews. Like, there's dudes that have been doing this for 15 years. That Bridges the Gap movement started 15 years ago. When we came on the scene, it was a breath of fresh air. Because it was two dudes from the hood, like, you know, that, that have lived. Like, Josh is from, like, uh, Allerton in the Bronx, you know? Like, this is where we from. We, like, from the slums, you know? And we are now bringing this shit to our hood. Like, we bringing running to to a hood, you know? Like, we getting pulled over by the cops. We we doing it, like, we doing swags. We doing trips to Punta Cana to go run, bringing bottles of Ace of Spade and, like, cigars on the beach after a half marathon. Like, nobody was doing stuff like that. So we were trying to bring some culture. Not even culture. We were being ourselves. Legit. We were being ourselves. We were being two dudes from uptown that happened to be running. Mm. And that's what it is. And when we started up here, like right now, there's a crew, there's four crews in the Bronx, there's a crew in Yonkers, there's several crews in Harlem, there's there's another a crew just popped up in Dykeman called the Dykeman Run Club or yeah, 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 Run yeah. Team. Um, none of this shit existed before we started it, and that's a fact. Like when people like people could have been running in groups, but nobody was doing it socially. And I'm so happy that it's happening. Because when we started, we struggled. And the fact that there's so many, that's what we wanted, bro. Like, there should be four crews in the Bronx holding it down. Everybody from the Bronx can't make it to Bodega Pizza every Monday. But you could go 10 blocks and go run. Like, you could go run, uh, where they run? Mashulu. They they run in, like, uh, uh, at the point. I don't know if you know about the point in the Bronx. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They run out of the point. You know how iconic that is that Miles Styles runs out the point? These dudes came out to Portland with us. Like, this is what we need, you know? We needed that. But we were like we started uptown social like so, the social running underground stuff uptown. So, that was so like, y'all brought that sauce. Hey, sasson. That sasson. Yeah, okay. No, I gotta. I, I want to say it right. All, I don't want to. I want to record how you say that though. Your face is like od hilarious. Bro. Yo, you you brought that sasson. That sasson. Yeah. I mean. So, how do you get to the point where now you guys have? instituted a cultural hub right yeah how do you get to the point where now you're in partnership with a major athletic brand we we grinded we did like i said longevity i don't know if anyone else could say that they've been running every single monday without missing a beat or every single wednesday every single thursday we've never missed a monday 
And uh, what about the weather? Doesn't matter that we there. No, like legit, we don't even answer those questions anymore. We running tonight because we 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 running. Rain, 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 sleet, hail, or snow. You know that that, that lake that, that happens in Dykeman? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, pulled yeah. up on Mike once. Yo, yo, he looked at us. We were like in the fucking water, bugging out. Really? Uh, yeah, bro. It's like, it's, 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 it's one of those things where it's like people know we there, consistency, mm-hmm. and uh, a level of uh, dedication. I treat this shit like my job. Like, I put more into we run uptown than I do into my nine to five, and that's how I feed my family. You get what I'm saying? Like, this isn't a passion project. This is my life. Like, I'm I'm a runner and I'm I'm comfortable with it. Not like this is what I do. Like on Mondays I'm running unless one of my kids is sick. Like I'm I get into arguments with my fiance over root crew. Like this is a, like and that's that level of dedication and the way me and my partner treat this. Like we treat this like a business. Mm-hmm. We go into these meetings with our proposals, with our plans. We sit down, we touch base. We if we don't see eye to eye, we try to figure it out. Everybody's not doing that. So company see it. My bad to call you over like question. company see it. Oh. So now So now you've instituted a cultural hub. You lit, you got a partnership. The girl that caused the depression. Did, has she no, called no, no, you? No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There was no girl that caused the depression. Get the wait there. Okay, how we got there? How we got there? Cuz you know people who try to people who no, put you through something. Like, oh, you die, you know, people who put you through something and when they see you bounce back you revive yourself. You evolve yourself. You create a a, a movement yeah, in the city. Yeah. Those people try to. Nah, I've never. Come. You know what's funny? I've, I, uh, we bumped into each other at Locksmith one time, and we just it was like eye contact, and that's it. That's it. I'm like, I. It's crazy because we both live uptown, but we we are mm. in very different circles. But you know, mm. some of our friends started running with me from the jump. Like they were some of the first people that came to run with me. We had a lot of mutual friends. Mm. Um. But yeah, going back to <laughs> yeah, I have to ask no, I have cool, to ask cool, the questions, bro. You, you were saying like how we got to the to the we've actually been rocking with Nike since since year one, but it was it's, it's been different kind of uh, different levels of partnership. partnership. Okay. The first thing that happened, we went to Punta Cana. We went out to Punta Cana to run the Punta Cana half marathon. That and was that was not, a Nike sponsored event. No, no, no. That was a, we just went to Punta Cana. Oh, okay. Dime. Like, like it was crazy. My, I asked my dad. I'm like, yo, can you spot us some money? And people will pay you back in increments. And my dad bought everybody's, paid for everybody's hotel. Damn. Like, and just, we had to pay my dad back. Because we, we, you know, we, we, we're about to go to So he down. believed from yeah, jump. Yeah, yeah. My parent, my family's very. Supportive. Very, very supportive. But everything I do, especially this. They're very supportive. Like, you see my mom at the races. Like, my dad's helped us plenty of times. My sister, everybody's really supportive of this. But uh, we asked Nike for uniforms. And that's when the Red Octobers came out. So that solar red was something Nike was using. And we pulled up to Punta Cana in solar red uniforms, the guys and the girls. It was like 15 of us. So like in DR, people were just like confused. Like, yo, like we showed up like a team, you know? We had like Nike Vision gave us glasses, but it was just like product. We got everything mm-hmm. pressed in the in the Bronx, somewhere in the Bronx. We pressed it ourselves because they didn't want to do it for us. We're like, yo, just give us the vinyls. We do it Give ourselves. us the blanks, yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, it was dope. It was it was cool. And then the partnership just keep getting stronger, but like you don't have partnership with brands, you have partnerships with people at the brands. So we say that one more time. You don't have partnership with you don't have partnerships with brands. You have partnerships with people at the brands. So like that director that I'm cool with right now, once he leaves, you got to start right over. You got to start from scratch. 
You know, because you got to now as a new person that has heard, they got debriefed on what you do, but they don't know you. Uh, you don't have a work report. You don't have a relationship. <sighs> Yo, and it's that's... a young 22-year-old. So we started our relationship over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then, like, one year, one of the home, like, somebody that became, like, my really close friend was like, yo, we want to offer you guys a contract. Uh, to do so you don't do. have a partnership with the brands. You have the partnership with the people. And then and that's in my opinion, you know, because that person leaves. No, no I you got me. I like, agree with you. But we do have a partnership with Nike. I don't want people to think like that. that and we're very happy about yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, we we like year five. They offered us a like our fifth year. This is year six, and we did a lot of work with them. They they like they've been giving us clothes. Like this is different now. It's a partnership. Like we mm-hmm. sit down together and we ideate ideas. Like we sit down and have like ideas and meetings and we get to, to actually work with them and work with the brand. And it's crazy because it's helped us give back to the community. And that was always the goal. I can't do this. I'm, I'm my paycheck isn't enough to take care of my family and throw these dope events. And, and the follow this. So when you say dope events, what type of activations to get the most simple one we do the Coco 5k. Uh, and that started uh, like something like, 20 of us were running in the cold. It was snowing, and we went to my mom's house, and she made Dominican hot chocolate. And then the next year, we were we were like, yo, it's about to be cold. We should do the coke. We should do a cocoa run. So we did the cocoa 5K. And the song, uh, OT Genesis song. Was I'm like, in love oh, with the co- okay. So like, we were bumping that. It was it was like it was it was it was cheesy, but it was just like. Yo, no, we gonna, I think it. I think it's like super honest. Yeah, we were gonna run, and my mom was gonna make five gallons of of Dominican hot chocolate. You know, we did. We've been doing that for years now. The last one we did at Bodega Pizza, we had Oatly. It's uh, like you know, we try to, we still try to influence the community to eat a little healthy. Mm-hmm. This is very social, but I introduced uh, oat milk made out of like uh, avena, like oats. Mm-hmm. I introduced that to the hood. I was joking, like hashtag Oat Boys with a Z at the end, like because it was it was scarce. You mm-hmm. couldn't find that uptown. So we were ordering it on, on Amazon, and we made it a thing. We would show up to Gristides and buy all the milk. And like people would come have to buy milk off of us because we had all the oat, you know? but it was like trolling. We were joking, but yeah. the company realized that, and they they provided they sponsored the milk. We got a milk company to sponsor a running event, you know that mom, you know it was it, that started off as a joke on on, on my mom's couch. Yeah. So you know it's it's it's. Yo, young yeah. young people, be yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The right people will sure. take notice. For sure, man. But that's the smallest run we do. Um, and then like to the bigger events, we like we just did three events. So for our six year anniversary, six year anniversary, we did a week of events. Um, we did a pop up shop at uh, at um, fuck, oh, damn, I just missed the uh, Anthony shop, the tattoo shop on uh, on Dykeman. I just the name just whatever. it'll come back. It'll yeah, come, it'll to come you. back to me. But yeah, man, great dope event. They we we partnered with them and they we did tattoos. We gave away tattoos. Everyone that spent fifty dollars on merch got a free tattoo. What? That was on Friday. When y'all doing that? When was that? This was for our anniversary. Shit. Oh, for anniversary one. That was at Bodega Pizza that Monday. We did our our, that was for our anniversary week. It was called Rue Week. Mm-hmm. We, did, we made merchandise for the Bodega Pizza that Monday. We gave away pizza. We had karaoke. It was crazy. It was a vibe. Every a lot of people drank for free. It was really dope. We gave away hats, limited Rue Crew hats. Then that Saturday we did a, a tie dye run. We made a hundred tie dye T-shirts and bought a bunch of tie dye material. Mm-hmm. And everybody ran to the Little Red Lighthouse and made tie dye tees. You know how corny making tie dye tees is. But well, I don't think that's corny, bro. Yeah. What I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. 
People in the hood are making tie-dyes. You know, the dudes on the block aren't sitting there making tie-dye shirts, you know? The adults had more fun than my, than my kids making tie-dyes. Like, the kid, the people, the adults loved it. And everyone was running around with this custom Ruku shirt, and that's what we wanted. Sunday, six-hour barbecue. $1,000 worth of fireworks. Food that lasted six hours. Music, custom domino tables, custom Ruku dominoes. Like, the Coquito dude was out there for two hours giving away free ICs. Like, we gave back. That, that, mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we put up a billboard. Like, no one has done that uptown. No movement that I know of has put their own billboard. Why do you feel it's important to give back, especially to uptown? Because no one's doing that. The Yankees will give away tickets through Uber, and not one ticket will be given away north of Central Park. Like, the Yankees, the Yankees play maybe a mile from here. So why are the tickets only available on 59th Street? You know, damn, yeah. <laughs> boy, right? Brands don't care about this unless it's Dykeman basketball. Brands aren't coming up here. So now that I'm working with Nike and Nike's coming up here, any brand, Gatorade, uh, like any brand we've ever worked with, if you're gonna come work with us, let's give back, bro. Let's let's give this community a breath of fresh air because that's what I felt. Like let's give this community what everybody in 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 in, in Soho and in Dumbo, Brooklyn, get to participate in. You know, like even sampling. I used to work at a marketing company. We used to give away like product. Nobody was coming up town. Like we went to 145th a couple times. Like all that stuff was south of Central Park because that's the market. Mm. So that's that's my thing for to give back. To give back It's like I feel like if I had running when I was. 20, 19, 18, I would have stayed out of a lot of trouble. And not even mm -hmm. running, but like something like, I was looking up to the wrong dudes. It was like, oh, look, the dudes doing graft, the dudes like like smoking weed. And not that that's anything, there's nothing wrong with that, but it was just like, I, I the block was all I knew. Like I said, I hadn't, I, I've only been to three places. Up to six years ago, I had only been a couple states and Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. I've been able to travel the world through running. Like this has opened doors that I didn't even know were closed. I went to Europe for the first time through running. I've gone to to places in the Caribbean because of running that I've never been to. I've been all over the U.S. I'm Miami for the first time running. L.A., Toronto. I'm about to go to to China in two weeks because of running. You know, all this stuff. These doors were all closed because I was confined to my postal code. I didn't know anything better than than the heights, and that this was six years ago. It's not even that big of a gap. Look how much I've been able to, uh, to, to to see, how much of the world I've been able to see in six years because of something as silly as running. I want to bring that uptown. Like, whenever we're going somewhere, I tell everybody, like, yo, book your flights, let's figure it out. I was super hyped to take 16 people from the Heights to Portland to visit Nike campus. Shanghai, um, China. Um, what's that about? We are... Uh, Shanghai's going to be lit, bro. We... It's all, all the crews we're we linking up. So there's going to be four people from New York going, four people from uh, from London going, four people from uh, L.A. going, like um, Amsterdam, Berlin, a bunch of crews from Asia. We're just going to vibe out and just, like like I said, we're part of a bigger community. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to, like, link and just powwow, you know, talk and exchange culture. We're going to see how they do it, how they do it. Because they, they got their own swag. Mm -hmm. It's an uptown swag, but... They got their own swag and their own flavor. Like, that shit works for them. Because mm -hmm. the same way we get 100 people here, they get 100 people there. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go see how they, they do it in, in Asia. Yeah. And this is my first time in Asia. Like yeah, I've never been to Asia. Yeah, that so wasn't even on my bucket list, bro. I've never been like, yo, I want to go to China. I want to go to Japan. Like, I don't, that, it's, has, I never thought that far. And it's crazy. Like, like I was saying, 
my friends are. Like last night, I was on the phone with one of my like now one of my closest friends, Corey. He's like the head coach of Nike running in, in London. Yeah, he has his own crew called Track Mafia. I pulled up to London and this dude was like, "I don't let nobody stay in my crib. We come. I want you to stay. You can stay in my crib." Mm-hmm. Like if anywhere I go in the world, I got a couch to crash on. I don't have to pay for a hotel, no, nothing. Like, and it's vice versa. Like when they come up town, I bring everybody to Malikon, no matter who it is. You, you come up town to go get some proper. L- Spanish let the food. let the people know. Yeah, on Seven Fifth Broadway. You know the vibes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> real for real. Like and they be confused. They be like, all this food for fifty dollars, you know? <laughs> but it's cool. We bring all these people, give them the spread, like the Spanish food, and. uh yeah, we're going to all now, like, I was on the phone with him. He's in L.A. now, linking with the crew in L.A. They're going to come to New York next week for the New York City Marathon. So, so you're running the marathon? No, 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 no. Okay. I did Chicago. I'm, I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah, my guy just did Chicago, man. How was that? So what is that training process like? It's, that sounds painful. It's rigorous. It's uh, it's rigorous. Chicago was hard. Chicago, uh, Chicago. Training for a marathon sucks, bro. I'm going to keep it a buck. You, 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 you train in the summer. You... Fridays you can't go out because you have to do a long run on Saturday. Saturdays you can't go out because you're tired. A long run consists of anything over eight miles. So you start at eight miles and then you start going all the way up. Then you get to mile 21 of training. That's as high as you get during for marathon training. Oh, at least so, I've got uh, okay, educate me. So if the marathon is 26.2 during training, you never run up until 26? No. Nah. Some people do. I've never done it. I've and I do sixteen week programs. I've been lucky enough that every program, every time I've trained for a marathon, it's only been two. I've trained with Nike, a program called Project Moonshot, mm-hmm. where you have these uh, these amazing coaches and there's a training plan for you. But oh, okay, people have been doing okay. this shit by themselves for years, bro. Like training dolo. Like I'm talking about. Like you know how much it sucks to go run twenty miles by yourself. I'm running with a bunch of other slow people, and there's water. And there's water five miles in, and if I like, and there's a, a coach that I could talk to, and I have access to like massage therapy mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, there's people that have been doing this for years by themselves with no programming. Mm. So yeah, training sucks. Uh, Sunday, you don't want to go out because your body's. Just, imagine running 15 miles. You don't want to go chill out at, at a bar. You want to be in, in your crib. Like, I got kids. I, I can't like. I pulled two years ago. Uh, last year, I pulled out of Chicago because my fiance gave me an ultimatum. She's like, in the months of June and July, you've hung out with your family for two weekends. That's Out of eight weekends, I spent a day or two with them in two weekends. Because of your training program. Because of my training, and we live together. But like on Fridays, I can't go out because Saturdays, I have to wake up at 7 a.m. to go to Nike and run 15 miles. Then when I get home, after running 15 miles, you chafed up, mm-hmm. your body hurts, you're hungry, you're tired. You don't want to go take the kids to a water park. You can't even, at that time, you can't go can't, anywhere. You can't even walk. Yeah. So <laughs> you get home, you want to you wanna get us in, in a salt bath. Sunday, when she wants to do something, you don't want to do it. You want to Yeah, just, your body's you know, broke. Your, your body, body needs to recover. And then I got to run on Monday. So she gave me an ultimatum. She was like, one of these things got to go. Like, I, we can't do this. And I dropped out. I dropped out of Chicago after I mile 16 of training. So I got really deep in training. And I was just like, all right, cool, I'm going to pull out. And then this year, I proposed and I slid on my phone. <laughs> and I was like, yo, what do you think about me running the Chicago Marathon? And she was like, yo, fuck it, do it. You, could, I, you just put a ring on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of thing. course. At the dinner. At the dinner. Dude, slick. After so dinner. after, by the way. By the way. She's like, yo, I got you. I'm going to be there. I'm support. You know, but she got rocky because it was like, yo, we got to go to... Tomorrow's uh, is uh, Hendrix's birthday. We gotta go to uh, to Splish Splash or wherever we went. And I was like, Yo, I gotta run 15 miles on Saturday. I don't think I want to do that Sunday. I yeah. don't want to walk around on Sunday. 
but I, I, I toughened it up. I did it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I found the balance, but the training sucks. So you've done the Chicago Marathon. You've done another marathon also? New York City Marathon was my okay. first two years ago. Whoosh. So you plan to run more marathons? I signed up. I, uh, as soon as I got home from Berlin, from Chicago, I signed up for the Berlin Marathon. I'm only going to... When is that? Berlin is in September. Uh, I have to get... like So these things, you got to get them by lottery. New okay. York, I got a bit like... I've got it lucky. New York, I got a bit from the brand, from Nike. Um, and they did the, the story on me. I was scared shitless for New York because I'm like, yo, if I... Like, and I'm not, this isn't me trying to brag, but the two videos I've gotten the most views on Nike NYC were my video and Leomi's video. Uh, um, Leomi's, like, the, the Voguing. Mm-hmm. So those were the two. It was for, like, uh, for the Be True campaign, for the LGBTQ. Um, those were the two videos that got the most views. When I found that out, I was shook. I was like, if I fail, I failed in front of all these people. I'm going to mm-hmm. look, like, like, I'm going to look corny. I'm going to look, the fat dude couldn't do it. Like, it wasn't until after the New York City Marathon that I felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. But I'm going without a shirt right now. I'm 100 and I'm, I'm 240. I take my shirt off. I don't care anymore. I'm going to run. I'm fat. That's it. But it wasn't until after the New York City Marathon that I started to gain that confidence. That I started to feel like like I was at the same level as all my other peers. Like, what are you going to tell me? You run a marathon, I run a marathon. Like, what? Like, you get me? Like, before that was the only thing. Like, cool, you ran a couple little highs, but have you never done a full? That's it. Anything you did, I did. So it took me longer, but I did it. I, I gained a little, a different kind of confidence. I started to carry myself a different kind of way in the running community, and like running the marathon opened more doors. For yeah, me. you've been to glory already. You've completed yeah. marathons, so hard. people have fun. to respect that. I, I finished it. With That's hard. on my bucket list. You should do it. You could definitely do it. If I did it, you could I, definitely I, I do it. That's on my bucket list. One day. Like, and I said I was never gonna do another one. I just I did Chicago, and Chicago I felt strong. Like I was drinking at mile twenty four. It's crazy. I'm out What do you mean? Drinking what? Pass me a beer. <laughs> the Mexican community in Chicago is lit. Like, and I was scared that I didn't know anybody in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Somebody passed me a beer on my 24, and I made a video, and I'm drinking the beer. That was the first time I stopped. And I'm drinking the beer, and I'm like, yo. And I'm like, yo, fuck it. I'm going to stop. I'm going to make a dope video. And I was scared. I'm like, yo, am I, should I be celebrating when I got two miles left? You get me? Mm-hmm. Like, it's too early to celebrate. I can still get hurt. So yeah. many things happen in, in, in these 40 blocks. But I cracked open the beer and I was like, yo, find another marathon and sign me the fuck up. This ain't my first rodeo. You know? That's what you, that's that's what you what said, said on camera. On camera. Because I was, I was hype, bro. I felt good. And then I got home and I signed up for the Berlin Marathon. I shaved 12 minutes off my time. Mm-hmm. So I got home, signed up for Berlin. I'm only doing world majors. So when you do the six world majors, New York City, Chicago Marathon, the Berlin Marathon, the Boston Marathon, Tokyo Marathon, and London. When you do all six, you get a, a special medal called uh, the Abbott's World Majors Medal. There's there's not a lot of people that have done that. Like, everyone, some of those races are impossible to get into. And London is impossible to get into. Berlin, I know I'm going to get in without a problem. Tokyo I, is going to be a little bit of an issue. Boston, I could get a bit without a problem. But uh, why, why is... There's mad people trying to get into them, yo. It's hard, bro. It's like, hard. No, but if you already on your resume, it says I already ran this it's one, this one. It's a lottery. It's a lottery. The Boston Marathon, you have to qualify for. It's a little, It's frowned upon to get a free bib without qualifying. You have to run a really fast time. For me to get into the Boston Marathon, I have to run a, a three, I think a three or five. A three hour, five, a three hour, five minute marathon. My best time is 6.09. I would have to cut my time in half to be able to qualify for the Boston Marathon. You know, but I could get a bib. I don't care about speed. I don't care about time. You know, you, you want to finish. I just want to finish. I, yeah. I, you know, for me to be a, like a fat dude from the heights with the six world majors, it's, it's, it's lit. It's fire. I, yeah. I know a bunch of fast people that don't have it. 
<laughs> I know a bunch of fast people that have never ran a marathon. Like, there's people that are way more fit than me that will not run a marathon. Like, that 26 points. It sounds scary. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. It's, it sounds petrifying. It's scary, bro. You are mile 20, and you, like, you, your body's shutting down. So you still got six. Right? It's mental, it's physical. You got to train. You can't, you can't, like, a marathon isn't a basketball game. Like, yo, I'm trash, but I'm going to pull up, and you're going to give me the ball, and I'm going to try. You, you, you show up to run 26.2 miles, and your body's not ready. Like, people die. Like, People, like, if you look at the mortality rate for, like, the bar, the London Marathon, people die, bro. Like, people cross the finish line and die. Like, the first person that ever ran a marathon died. <laughs> you know? Like, it's like Greek mythology, whatever. It's like the Battle of Marathon. The dude ran 26 miles, and after he delivered the message, he collapsed. That's where the point two comes from. Like, he didn't even get to give, like, the something, something, like, that's the story. Like, the point two is, like... Or something like that. He didn't, like, or at least that's what. what, what, what. No, that's. It was, it's something like, like something along those lines. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Right so no you telling me people die? Yeah. It's not really. You're scaring me. To want to go out there. Yeah. Every time I've done it, I've gone to the doctor and I've made sure I'm clear. Like yo, my like well, like how are my levels? Can I do this? Am I physically able to run a marathon and I have a heart attack? I got kids at home. I can't just go, oh, I'm going to run a marathon and then like get a stroke or like die or something. So how do your kids feel about this movement and journey that you're cultivating? How My kids, my kids love it. Like, mm. my kids know, like, they know on Mondays are like, Dad, what's the day? Monday, oh, you're going to go run? You know, it's like... They know the it's, schedule. It's whack. For me, it's a little whack because it's like, I, I can't take them yet. Like, my son's four and three. Like, they would be... Uh, it would be a bother to have them running. Like, I would hold everybody back. Yeah. Maybe one of them with a stroller, but, you know, they've ran a race with me. I've, I signed them up for kids' races. Um, we ran so they're getting mile. involved early, yeah. Me, my kids, and my fiance, we ran a mile together oh, as dope. a family. We, uh, uh, when I get home, like, they, you know, like, I'm away a lot. I'm away from home a lot, and it's running related. And I tell them, like, yo, my daddy's going to bring that medal for you. And that's my motivation when I'm running. Like, yo, I want to quit. I don't feel good. I don't want to do this. And I'm like, yo, how am I going to let my kids down? You know? So they collect a lot of the medals. Well, the medals are all we have a rack as soon as mm -hmm. you walk into my house. And they see it, but, like, I, I come home and I put it on their neck. Sometimes I try to take two medals so I can get one. <laughs> I have two kids, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, but, it, you know, it's, it's, it's the motivation. It's, uh, my kids can never tell me that uh, they can't do something. So in the back of my medal is my fiance's name and my kid's name for the New York City Marathon because I dedicated that to them. Because that, that training, I took away so much from I have kids. I have babies. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're busy a whole summer, like, you wasted you wasted valuable time that you could do family activities. Mm -hmm. like. Time you can't get back. You can't get that time back. And I dedicated the New York City Marathon to my kids and my fiance. Put their names on the back. And uh, I told them, I was like, yo, like... This is going to be, next. whenever my kid tells me I can't, I'm going to bring that medal out. I'm going to be like, I couldn't, and I did, you know? Mm -hmm. So no matter, we're going to apply that medal to everything. Mm -hmm. You can in school, yes, you can. You can in sports, yes, you can. You can at that job, yes, you can. Because I doubted myself. Everybody doubted me. No one ever thought I was going to run a marathon. At my first half marathon, my mom was shook. Like, you're going to get a heart attack. You're too big to be doing this. It's too cold. Yo, there's a picture of me and my mom just crying. When you finished. When I finished my first half. Because my mom was like, yo, you were borderline diabetic. You were huge. Like, no one, if you would have told me six months ago that you were going to run, I wouldn't have believed you. And my, it's me and my mom in the like in the cold. It was like 15 degrees that day, crying in Central Park. You could see, like, the dry tears. And, like, it, it's, yo, people man, doubt, is... my parents doubted me. Like, my mm -hmm. dad called me for Chicago and told me, like, yo, look, I know you've been training, but if at any point you feel like you got to give up, quit. 
And I mean, he's he's worried about his son. His, his health, yeah, you know. But it's like, nah, bro. I call. I was like, quit, bro. You quit. It's like I just flew to Chicago. Quit. Mm-hmm. We ain't here for that, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I want to use this to to motivate other people, mm-hmm. especially my kids. Yo, this is uh, yeah, inspiring. That's that's what it is, you know. Uh, um, you basically answered everything that I, I, I needed. Uh, but I need you to understand, you know, whenever you get a chance to, you know, share your story, you know, do so. Yeah. Because you it's never... It's powerful know, stuff. Yeah, you, you, I don't think... I don't think it's probably resonated with you. Or you probably understand, you know, how your story could impact others, you know? How you not... You having those moments where you wanted to quit and say, fuck it. And you telling yourself, nah, I don't want to go back to my old ways. I got to move forward. Yeah. A lot of people can't do that. You know? So, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is because of that. You don't look like your average runner. Yeah, yeah. At all. Because people think... <laughs> Come on, game. People think that in order for you to run or for you to start running or whatever, you have to be built a certain way. Yeah, yeah. You know that you like you have to look like a. If you play basketball, you gotta be six seven, whatever the case may be. If you're a runner, you gotta be this. Like no, speed is relative, you know. But the thing with like the sport of running versus like basketball or baseball, it's like you need a skill to play baseball. You need a skill to play basketball. It's either you learn that skill or you were like naturally gifted. Running is one of those things where you don't need to be like, you don't need to be good at it. It's legit as simple as putting one foot in front of the other, and like it's one of those things that everyone can do. You know, I think like that's the difference with. What, what running is like speed is relative you know mm-hmm. just to like just piggyback off of what you're no, saying no, 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 about yeah. like where it's like there's no mold and and not, and not only me I don't want to say like I'm the one breaking it but it's like yo there's like women breaking barriers you know not until like a couple years ago women were allowed to run marathons you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. like women weren't seen fit to run a marathon um like think about you hear the story of like Ted Corbett like one of the like uh, very few black dudes running, like, getting stoned in the Bronx because he was running. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, during races, like, getting, like, rocks thrown at him. Blessed that when I came into this running community, I got, like, little brothered by a lot of people. And not in a bad way, in a good way. Like, a lot of people took me under the wing, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, yo, this is, like, let me let me put you onto game. Like, you've never worked with a company. You don't know what the fuck to ask for. Yo, this is how you do it. Don't get screwed. Or, like, like yo, I don't like this that you're doing with your crew. Like, tweak it a little bit. Do this. If you, you want and, and these were people like those people ain't doing that shit for nobody right now. Cause it's 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 gotten like that's where we're at now. Rue crew is like people are coming up to us for advice. And I do it. I give it. I give like any crew, anyone that's new, anyone that wants to start something and comes to me for advice, like yo, how do you like I'm 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 putting people on to like yo, this is where you could get uh heat press in bulk. You know, a lot of people didn't do that for us. Like we, we went fishing for info. With them people, like, oh, these guys, like these guys are cool. We could let them in. We could let them into our circle. But at first, like we were paying top dollar to get clothes printed. Like nobody was telling us go buy a heat press, go buy vinyls, go buy a vinyl cutter. You could do the shit for your, yourself for for free. You know, you don't have to be charging your members mad money. We were charging people forty dollars a t-shirt because it cost us thirty dollars to make the shirt, and the shirt was five bucks. So we can make five dollars, so we can buy flags and stuff, and like a, a, a megaphone. And now we doing like now we can give away stuff for free because we learned all these things. But we trying to put everybody on to game. 
Like, we're not trying to hold on to no secrets. It makes no sense. Why would... Like, if it's just us doing it, if the goal was to activate the hood and get people in the hood running, our hood, Mm -hmm. North of Central Park, uptown for me is everything North of Central Park. The Bronx is uptown. Yonkers is uptown. Like, all of this is uptown. If the goal was to get everybody running and I want to... And I got the knowledge and, like, what quote-unquote the juice and I'm not spreading it, I'm fucking up. Because then it's just going to be a patch of the hood focusing on running, you know? Like, my goal is to get everybody running, from the doctors, the drug dealers. Like, I want everyone to at least try it. Because it's not like you... This isn't a regimen. I'm not running every day. Like, nah, man, I'm running, I'm chilling, I'm going out, I'm buying clothes. I, like, I haven't ran since Chicago. I haven't ran in two weeks. I don't want to run. I'm, like, I'm runned out. Monday, I'm going to go run again. It's one of those things where you take a break, you come back, you know? It's very rare when I do that, but I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. And I want to show people, like, yo, you could come to Bodega, run a 5K, eat some pizza, drink some beer, watch the game. Like, we got the game plan. Like, we got the game plan. We got karaoke some Mondays. We give away stuff for free. Like, we just want to show people this isn't corny. This is not what people do in Central Park. You know, this is, like, for the hood. Like, we doing this for the hood. We running on the street. I'll come take over all of Broadway. We'll come take a whole lane on Broadway. We have a hundred something people running. And you got the cab drivers honking the horn, like, yo, yo. You know, we running, we running on my mom's block. On 191st one time, a drug dealer made us morisoñando. They stopped and made us morisoñandos on the block. We had 50 people drinking morisoñando from a random drug dealer on so 191st on Broadway. Explain to the people, I don't want to mispronounce it. You said something in Spanish. Oh, Morisoñando. Okay. All right, so we... we, we uh, Morisoñando is like an icicle. I want to repeat it. What is it? Morisoñando. Morir soñando. Morisoñando. Yeah. The translation... Like, the, di- the, direct, the, di- the, direct, the direct translation would be like, die dreaming. So it's like a creamsicle. You've had a creamsicle before. Like a creamsicle. Yeah. Or an orange sickle. Yeah. So it tastes like an orange sickle in a cup. Dominicans make it... I've been, I grew up on that. Okay. Like, yeah. So we run in and we on 191st and it's hot as hell and the drug dealers on 191st and St. Nicholas are making morisoñados in a big ass uh, metal tin like pan. Mm-hmm. And oh, venga, venga, venga. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, and everybody, like we with a lot of people, like a lot of people that are not from uptown. Mm-hmm. Like I knew for a fact that those dudes weren't trying to poison me. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- what would these dudes gain out of poisoning yeah, yeah, yeah. me? So I'm, I'm there, like, I'm calling everybody, and a lot of people that are not from uptown, the transplants, were like, yo, whoa, whoa, are we going to drink the drinks that the that these random people are? Do you know them? I'm like, no, nah, I don't know them. They went, got orange juice, got, got, so the way you make it is orange juice, carnation milk, vanilla, sugar, and ice. Mm-hmm. And you got to make the milk really cold so it doesn't curd, uh, curdle, whatever, so it doesn't, the, doesn't, the milk doesn't go sour. Yeah. Yes, yeah, because orange juice and milk, no se corta. Okay. No, repeat that in Spanish. No se corta. Yeah, so it doesn't curl. One more time. <laughs> no se corta. No se corta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, y'all stop playing with me. Like, that was a random, well, go ahead. That was a random ass Ruku moment, you know? Mm. Like, that was, everybody was geeked up over that. You know, I was geeked up over that. Like, we, we introducing, like, our culture to everybody. We were the first people to run the high bridge. The high bridge opened on a Tuesday. That Monday we came and we hopped the bridge, we hopped the gate, and we ran. And when we got to the other side, there was mad cops on the other side. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck they were doing on the other side, but there was mad cops. They saw us and we just dipped back. It was crazy. Like we shouldn't have done it, but we did it. First people to run the tunnel on 191st, same vibe. We knew some of the artists that were painting in the in the tunnel, mm-hmm. and we pulled up. It was closed, and they were like, "Yo, go, go, go! Y'all gotta make it quick though." And we like we were in the tunnel, like rough. You know, it was dope. 
It doesn't don't work too on the time. First shit, like uh, like it's stuff like that. We just we just put it on, bro. We trying to make this shit cool. Like whatever hood stuff we could do to incorporate it into the run, we want to do it. So our community give it that band. Yeah. So they go, oh, right, this isn't corny, you know? Like y'all doing yeah, y'all do like y'all doing a, a cocoa run. Oh, all right, cool. All right, we fuck with this Dominican hot chocolate. Your mom making it? Uh, you know, it's like that. It's like that uptown feel, you yeah, know. Yeah, 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 we about yeah. to hop a gate to go run a bridge. Oh, That's this is rocky. Feel, right? <laughs> you know, like yeah. Yeah, we breaking and entering and running. This is crazy. Like it's mm. shit like that. We jumped in the high bridge one year. Like when we first started, I, I couldn't do it. I'm too big to jump over that big ass gate. But, but, you know? <laughs> but it was like pool. it was vibey stuff. Yeah. Like it, and 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 not not and not to condone any like breaking rules. But this is like incept. Like when we first started, we didn't know better. We've transitioned now into adults. We know we can't be, we can't break in and enter, but like we were exploring our neighborhood in a different way that we've never seen before. You know, we were in the polo grounds. Like people didn't go. Like no one. Why would you go to the polo polo grounds? grounds. We were running in the polo grounds. Like we run through hoods that you wouldn't want to run through. But it's like, how can you hate on that? Like, like how can you hate on people doing like? Even if you don't like us or like, like I've ran through blocks where I thought I had beef, but it's like, bro, I'm 28 years old. I don't have beef with nobody, bro. I'm running. Like, I'm a grown ass man. I got kids. I gotta, like, I don't care what kind of beef you thought we had when we were younger, but I'm, I'm running, bro. I'm running mm-hmm. with my, like, we just, we having fun. Yeah. We running, like, and people respect it. Like, we run through a block. Like, what are you gonna do? You gonna hate on dudes running? Mm-hmm. On dudes, and you gonna hate on me in five inch shorts and a, and a, and a black tank top? You can't hate on me like that. Yeah. You look, you would look corny if you like. Oh, this dude is corny. Like, like, oh, let's let's beat these dudes up that are running. You'd be like, like that's why people feel safe because they yeah. get to run through through the hood with us. Yeah. Mm. So, I know what I was saying earlier, man. Uh, yeah, I was saying how I, I want you to whenever you get a chance, you know, speak speak your truth, you know, speak your journey, you know, because like I said, you know, a lot of people, you know, uh, can learn a lot from your journey, you know, and and your energy, you know, and wanting to help others, you know, and and having other, you know, and having other people, you know, come into your realm, you know, cuz you, you could be like, "Nah, you know, we just keeping this set of runners. This is how I'm keeping it. This is how I'm doing it, you know." But you're spreading love, you know, and I think that's dope. Um when you said if any runner, you know, who's starting up a club or whatever, want to come out and reach out to you, you know, to maybe pick your brain, I think that's even more dope because a lot of people at the end of the day they selfish with the information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes. you know, and I don't need people to pay homage. I don't know. I don't need people like oh, like oh, I gotta go show love. Nah, bro. You come, you want to know, you want something. I got it here. Let me, let me. Let, my Rolodex is your Rolodex. And I think that's dope. And I think yo, the industry need, don't be like know? that, man. You different. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's yeah. like. So I just, you know, I just want you to continue, you know, doing what you're doing, thank you, you thank know, you, putting up for uptown, you thank know. You, thank you, thank and we definitely gonna be there uh, Monday. I gotta Monday. pull up on Monday. Pull Monday, up Monday. Monday. I, think, I think Monday we should at be seven thirty. Seven p.m. We could pull up. Seven o'clock. There. And if y'all wanna see, like, yo, like, next Sunday we're gonna do a cheers on at mile twenty one, at uh, New York City Marathon, and it's like, yo, it's a vibe, bro. It's like we out there, deep, hundred deep, two hundred deep, free. We giving away like. Voucher. We we let to cheer people on for the marathon, but we got a DJ. We got pizza. We got like vouchers for food. Like everybody that pulls up gets a ticket. You pull up to the bodega, you got a chopped cheese and a, and and, a, and an orange juice. Like we keeping it uptown as 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 uh, like uptown mm-hmm. as fuck. You know, mm-hmm. we like in the middle of the street, wilding. Like our cheer zone is the most lit on, during the marathon. 
Mile 21, when you get to Harlem, you know, when you get to one to 130th and 5th Ave. That's when the vibe starts. Yeah, we, yeah I got to support that. You got to pull up. You got to pull gotta up. We just Come that. check it out. Come check it out. And I told everybody, check it out one time. I can guarantee you, if you come one time, you wanna, you're going to want to do it again. Because you're going to see, oh, all right, this is dope. Hearing it is one thing, but like being there and feeling that energy and seeing that 100 people, 50 people, 40 people are struggling and feeling the same thing as you. And they also want to talk to you, and they also want they like similar interests. You be like, yo, all right, this is a vibe, you know. Okay, how long is the run on Monday? Three miles, five. Three minutes. miles. Okay. Forty minutes. Give me forty minutes. Okay. Pizza's on me. Okay. Beer's on me. Forty minutes. That's all I need from you. Jay, Jay, gone. I know Jay gone. Jay gone. Jay, we in there. And it's like whatever you looking Gabe, for. We whatever Gabe, whatever Gabe, you think you're looking for, I can guarantee you, you can find it at a Ruku run. You looking for a new job, you can find it. You looking for love, you can find it. You looking for friends, you can find it. You looking for a vibe? I'm you just thinking on my knees. So. That's bo- you got the knees is yo, good, yo, man. Your knees is good, man. Your knees is three miles. We man. in there, man. So, okay. Heck, man. Right, again, right, man. Monday. Thank you for taking time out your busy schedule, man. No, no, it's no, been man. a pleasure. Monday. Continue doing the good work, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Stay hey now podcast. I know beloved wants to go on some rant. We might do that. We might not. But I'm out. Yo, all right. So, so okay. So three miles. Okay. It's gonna be good, it's gonna be good, you know? Pop Hater 420. Yeah. Big baby. Huh. Huh. I said I float like a butterfly, I sting like a bee. Yeah. I've been having conversations with a bunch of nobodies, and you could tell them what's the topic, they gonna talk about it. Yeah. And they hit from every angle, swings just like he Honda. My team steady winning, with no championships. You like Wesley Johnson when I handle a shit. My chain's on in the dark, it look like candles is lit. I make all the plays, I do not ride the bench. My efficiencies, 100%. I get paid to talk to jazz, I'm worth a Donovan Mitch. <laughs> you see all this fashion like Odell with the kicks. Dance moves a Brona, hit like Bronze Bomber. <laughs> Dame Miller, don't wanna switch up the clip. And I must protect this house like Curry is at his crib. Big baby buzzing like Kimball Walker. Shorty had a jump man's on, so I faded on her. I said I float like a butterfly. I sting like a bee. Having conversations with a bunch of nobodies. I said I float like a butterfly. I sting like a bee. Just having conversations with a bunch of nobodies. My dogs.